Catalyst gets his ass kicked by Filipino man's Rose in Capcom's first new Fight Money online tournament for Street Fighter V, and he has some words detailing his overall experience. Plus, we rate all of Street Fighter V's newcomer characters from worst to best on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hub Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. How's it going? Um, I, you know, I, I messed up I messed up your name there. I said Guerrero. I Guerrero or something like that. I, I uh, well I can't it's talk. gonna change in like two or three <laughs> weeks' time anyway, because I'm getting married. No, I'm right. just kidding. We're gonna take my name. Um, yeah. but I so people have been talking to me about getting married and they've all been asking, like, oh, are you are you nervous? That's the main thing. Are you are you ready? Are you nervous? Are you intimidated? And I gotta say, it hasn't like actively registered on an emotional level for me yet. Um, uh, but one of the things, and I'm sure it will, one of the things that um I do think of surprisingly frequently is that I'm having all of these people just like you coming in from out of town and I get to share Tucson food culture with them. And one of the places that is my favorite is like right next to my house. It's literally like two houses down and it itself is a house that they turned into a Mexican restaurant. It is the most, one of the most authentic Mexican restaurants ever, just because it's like a family owned you know, just spot where they like, let's, let's make them. And it's not because they have their own tortillas that they make every morning. It's not that you can smell those tortillas come around 6am. If the wind's blowing in our direction, you smell them. They're making them with what I assume is real lard. It's like, it's not even the, the beautifully perfect sauce that they have, which is a little hint of garlic to it. Dude, I went in there the other day and I've seen it for the like the three years that I've been going to this place. Um, there is behind the the register next to where they have the, the fresh made tortillas is this little like two by two glass aquarium case. And in mm-hmm. it is a piece of wood. And I was always just like, I, I've seen it and I haven't thought a lot about it, but like maybe they have like a, a like a lizard that lives in there and it's camouflaged to the wood. So I can't see it, but the... That's, I don't even know if that's healthy and, and, you know, passes code or whatnot, but that was where my brain categorized it as. But the other day I was in there and I asked the lady, I'm like, what, what is that? And she goes, oh, and she smiles a little bit and she goes, so you know that big tree out in the parking lot? I go, yeah. She says, well, years ago, lightning struck that tree and it knocked a branch off and we picked this piece of wood up and you can see Jesus's face in the wood. And I look at it and I go, I don't really, okay, sure. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I've seen your sister restaurant on a, on TV one time where they right. had, you know, pancakes and the Virgin Mary appeared in it. <laughs> and then she goes, well, you have to turn your head to the left. And I go, okay, I'll humor you. And I turn my head to the left and oh my gosh, Jesus is in the wood. And uh, <laughs> that's how you know, this is the most authentic of Mexican restaurants. Uh, it is continually blessed by... Uh, <laughs> Uh, by Wood Jesus. So (laughs) I am excited even more so to share that with you. But anyways, we have a podcast to get to. I was just, that's what's been on my mind and on my heart lately. And that's something for you to look forward to when you come and visit. So I, one, I'm really looking forward to that. And two, John, I have to ask you now, if you turned your head to the right and you saw Rashid in there, would you continue to eat at that restaurant anymore? <laughs> I would be very conflicted. Very conflicted. I'll say that. We may hate Rashid just for his gameplay. Like I, from design wise and all that kind of stuff, I actually considered uh, playing Rashid for a little while. I usually play female characters, but um, John actually thought I was going to play Rashid. So we only hate Rashid from a gameplay perspective. Like, you know, like a uh, design wise, he's totally fine, but he's just, you know, 
running Maybe. out of the wood, kicking you in the head and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, let, let, let's move on, John. Damn it. Now I'm kind of salty because I'm talking about Rashid. I look, there's the champ and there's the man. I got beat by the man. And you know the man because he's Filipino man. And he's a threat to hit top eight in pretty much any tournament around. If you go and look at our tournament results stuff on the website, you're going to see his name all up and down there. But here's the thing, John. People probably aren't going to freaking believe me, but this is really the case. I actually like playing fighting chance. Like the, the stupid loot box thing in Street okay. Fighter V, right? I'll play the hell out of that for an hour sometimes. It's what I spend my fight money on. And, and so here it is. Capcom announces a tournament with a clean 100,000 fight money up for grabs. My chance to loot box it up for a few hours. And I'm feeling good about my odds. Wrong. See there? That's wrong. I shouldn't have felt so good about the tournament. And I wouldn't have if I looked a little closer at who had entered it. And Anton, better known as Filipino Man, was also scheduled to compete. Mm. And so if you all watching this don't think fight money for loot boxes is a big thing, go back and watch Anton's stream. Because after the event ended, he was like, where's my fight money? He was pissed off initially that he did not get it. Like the fight money comes in. It's like it's a little delayed and all that kind of stuff. Capcom totally gives you it to you. But like fight money is a really big deal. Well, fight money rewards are a bit delayed. It's just like, as you can see here from the footage that's that's up here, just like my reactions were delayed against Anton in the in the grand finals. I I, I just couldn't get it together. The bastard perfected me or, to close it out. I, I I literally could have done anything else in the last round, and it would have been better than what I actually did. Thrown a tarot card, I hit him with a fireball, chipped him, anything to not get perfected. No, I I got my butt kicked. So anyway, Anton, I hope you enjoy the fight money that you won. Uh, I'll be sitting there watching your damn stream while you spend it, wishing Chun-Li's bracelet or Zangief's Speedo or whatever the hell that mode gives you was mine instead of yours. You bastard. You earned it. My fight money. <laughs> like, to, it's... We'll put that audio in. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, anyway, I, I do want to switch gears here a little bit. Um, uh, so, Filipino you know, man, like... What, what you know, I just really quick, really quick. That was, uh, I, I didn't realize that tournament was coming up. And also it was a Rose top three after this character was yeah, like was the Rose nothing. It was Rose top three. That was, I just wanted to let people know that that's what's going on. And, uh, right. secret Rose is amazing now. Yes. <laughs> uh, mid low tier Rose is definitely top three. So, uh, but yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so switching gears. Yeah. Filipino man, like in all honesty, of course, he's just a better player than I am. Uh, he, he got me, uh, but actually had a really nice run through losers bracket in the tournament. Uh, it, it's pretty damn epic when you're sent to the lower bracket and you make a run with your back up against the wall, knowing that any big mistake that you make means you're out for good. Mm -hmm. And like that, that adrenaline, that pressure, you've been there before. Um, but some of our audience may not have actually done that. And it's like, when you have the opportunity to play in tournament, you get to see the stuff that you see on stream. Like you experience that for yourself. And, you know, I've done this in, you know, offline tournaments and online tournaments and stuff like that. But like this felt very authentic to the offline experience as well, relatively speaking, you know, kind of thing with how they structure the bracket and all that other kind of stuff. And, and so besides getting my butt handed to me, I actually had a really good time overall. And it, it's just it's a really special kind of feeling playing in tournament. And so, like, I, I highly recommend it for all of our audience members out there. Um, just go play in this mode. Like, it's actually really fun, especially when Capcom hosts another one for some fight money. Um, it, it's pretty darn good. Uh, and, you know, you've been there before. Just like 
like oh i you know I've, I'm, I'm in grand finals now is there a chance to reset it and all that kind of stuff and it's like you know what no i got my butt kicked but anyway um but i got to grand finals i made that run and i'm like hey that's that's cool like this is kind mm -hmm. of a fun way of doing stuff so um so yeah there it is you know uh, i i can as someone who has played anton many a time in tournament including at evo one time on the grand stage uh it, it's i know the feeling and he is such a dirty a very nice person whom I really enjoy playing against. Now he's he's a good guy. He's uh he's got his strategies down. Hey, he's got a very good intuition for how fighting games work, yeah. and uh, and he will abuse the good stuff. My, yeah. I'll just say that that's the nicest way of me saying it. He will abuse the good stuff. So good stuff, Anton, for uh, taking down the uh, the Capcom tournament and getting all that precious fight money. Look at you. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing whatever it is you bought with that. <laughs> he's going to stream it. I remember he he was he was pissed off about not being able to stream all of his you know, fight money like rewards and stuff like that. So it's coming up uh and, and it, I reached out to Anton to to make sure he was cool with this segment. He's like, "Yeah, man, go for it." So So he's going to use so, fighting fighting chance and get so many boosts for survival mode. He's going to get so no. many alternate colors for so many <laughs> alternate costumes. So I want to give my quick 2-minute review of uh the CFN tournament mode here. Oh, okay. Um this should actually be the standard for all online Street Fighter 5 tournaments going forward. I played in official CPT tournaments and, and, and going through another website with the signups and everything that you have to do is more of a pain overall than it, than it should be. Um, I, I know that the, uh, the tournament organizers like leveled up and stuff. They do a great job, right? This is, they, they have the stuff down really well, but it's just like having everything baked into the game where you don't have to do anything. You're literally, I signed up for the tournament. It pulls you right in. You just hang out and do stuff. It's pretty darn nice. It moves fairly smooth um and if capcom does regular prizes for this mode i'll probably sign up for a lot of these tournaments going forward because they're pretty fun to play and it's like hey this is kind of a cool thing and you give me a bunch of fight money which i want there you go Mm -hmm. There are some issues, though. Uh, the time between sets is a bit rough. Uh, while you're waiting for players to either finish your matches or even show up for the event, it's like you're kind of locked in and kind of staring at nothing. And it's kind of like, that could be smoothed over, I think, a little bit more. Um, and then also, when you're playing in this mode, be careful because the game does not auto-select your V-Trigger and V-Skull, even if you have it keyed into your battle settings. Uh, you have to go and manually punch that in there. And I, I messed up on my opening match, just assuming, oh, there's Rose. Okay, here we go. You know, And it's like, oh, crap, Like it didn't give me my, my automatic so if you play in this mode, that's something Capcom could easily fix. But you know, it's is that a where you lost? Is that where you wanted to lose this bracket early? No, no, I still oh. won the match. Uh, I just used a um, V reversal a lot. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to use this very well. So I'm going to be reversal, old school tactics, right? Um, so anyway, um, there's some really obvious quality of life stuff that Capcom could do here to improve this mode further. But as is, this should be the new standard for all online events. And I have a hunch that the next season of the online CPT will be ran through this because it's just far smoother and goes a lot faster than any other way of like, you know, accessing an outside website, putting your results in there, all that kind of stuff, right? And it should be less overall work uh, for people organizing the tournament uh, if Capcom can get this stuff organized a lot better with like, their user interface and stuff. So, like, if there's an online tournament, like, once Capcom, I think, updates this a little bit more, um, uh, it, it's it's just, like, everyone should be using this, basically. I even wonder about using this for offline tournaments, but I think, like, you know, having consoles online and all that kind of stuff just too dicey for that, right? Um, but um, I will say also that Street Fighter V really needs an interface overhaul because even finding the tournament mode, it's like buried under three menus. Um, there's a lot of kind of interface issues with Street Fighter V where some of their best content is hidden like under three menus or so. That that needs to be updated in my opinion. I don't know if they have it in their budget to do it. It's not, you know, 
So we'll see. Uh, and also, I think that this mode is going to be a preview of what is heavily baked into Street Fighter VI. Um, and it is not bad to get used to the standard now because I'm almost positive this is what we're going to be seeing a lot of going forward. Wow. Now I'm really intrigued. I haven't checked it out uh, to the to this degree. But next time it rolls around, let's uh, I'll, I'll sign up for it too and, and experience it because... Um, just with what you rolled out right there, that sounds like something worthwhile, and maybe it does got a few bugs, but uh, I'm I'm down because yeah, yeah I, Smash GG is fine, but maybe we can evolve a little bit. Yeah, it's it, the Smash GG is great for a website, but having it baked all into the game, it's so nice. It's like oh, all this crap I just have to do through a website, I don't even have to do anymore. It just it's done for me, and it it's it's pretty nice. So cool. All right, sounds like uh, that's all we had to say about that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move right along. Um, last week, we talked about Street Fighter IV and the newcomer characters that were first introduced in that game and how uh, ultimately how good each one was, and we ranked them from, uh, from worst to best. We have done the same this week for Street Fighter V, and there are 12 characters, so I want to get through this fairly rapidly. But just before we begin, I want to say um, just a few parameters. Some of the ways I was thinking about this was, one... If these characters never popped up again, would people miss them? Like, would it be a big deal? Would people be like, where is so-and-so? You know, why isn't G in this game? Why isn't Laura? Whomever. Um, so that's one of the things that I was thinking about and trying to figure this list out. Another thing is, how popular have they been competitively? How popular have they been casually? And how popular have they been in a general sense of, of fandom? Right. So you have someone like Jury was the winner of Street Fighter four or the, the top character in Street Fighter four spoilers if you haven't seen that video. And uh, but she she's not necessarily the best, but she just had such personality that she has become a an asset, a product or a very important part of a product for Street Fighter for Capcom in their future Street Fighter endeavors. So that's sort of the uh, the idea here. How good are these newcomer characters in terms of what they add to the overall roster and how useful they'll be to Capcom moving forward? OK, so number 12 overall is Falk, man. Falk was just a very simple character designed similar to Ed in terms of trying to be someone that people could play if they hadn't been very experienced in fighting games before. She's low execution. Um, reasonably interesting. She's got some cool costumes and whatnot, but ultimately she was just like this kind of dud of a bison doll clone sort of a thing. She was never that good. Um, and ultimately she just sort of fizzled away and just never really amounted to much. And I don't think she's going to, I don't think if, or I think if Falk were never in another street fighter game, people wouldn't really mind too much. And that's not a good look. So yeah. Falk comes in as dead last. I don't hate you Falk. I'm just, I'm sorry. And I think I'm just, I don't really care. And I think a lot of people uh, feel that way too. And that's why you're there. All right. Number 11, Fong, uh, Fong had potential. Fong was cool. Uh, we were super, when, when Fong was first revealed or first heard rumblings of him, this weird, different, like new Shadowloo boss, story's kind of intriguing, has this poison mechanic that no one else really has, that's intriguing. Heard that like no one at the Capcom offices could beat anyone that was playing Fong at the time, that was cool. But when he came out, he was just kind of underwhelming, kind of weird, not amazingly charismatic, and ultimately we didn't have much to hold on to. And now Fong is pretty much just a character that when you run into him, you go, crap, I'm going to lose because I don't know how to fight him. Because <laughs> uh, so, but, but ultimately, I don't know. I mean, he might stick around because he might be super important to the story now as a, as a Shadaloo king, but I don't know. So Fong, number 11 overall. Yeah, uh, Fong is the Hakan. Of, of Street Fighter 5. 
Like it's a, he had a really cool mechanic, like the idea on paper and, you know, hearing about it sounds really cool. And then in practice, it just totally falls apart and doesn't mean what it should mean. And, yeah. and it's just, it, yeah, the disappointment. But no hot wife. So it's like, man, we yep. don't even have that. So <laughs> I would like to see Hakan take a chance. I would like to see Capcom take a chance on Hakan again and redo him. And I think a lot of people in the comments from that last video said the same. Like, you should have said, you should have put Hakan higher. Part of me definitely wanted to. And I hear what you're saying there, but put him where I put him. All right. Number 10. It pains me to say, but Nikali. And we might be surprised that he made it this high on the list. I don't know. But he had so much potential. He is, he still is a potentially cool character. But through the rushed launch that, you know, I think they set him up to be a main antagonist. I think they set him up to be an answer to where the Satsui no Hado came from. So much intrigue. He could absolutely be an awesome, barbaric, Aztec, magical fighter with all these different types of moves. But in the end, he's a water sheep and he's people think of Nikali, they think, oh, boring. They think uh, it's just like linear gameplay, not fun to watch, not fun to play as apparently. Like I've enjoyed him just fine, but also I've found more fun playing other characters. So it's like at the end of the day, none of the stuff really got realized like it should have. And um, and, it, and to the point where I think Capcom kind of redirected and said, hey, G's our new boss character of this game. G's our new main antagonist. Uh, they didn't do much to qualify that. We don't know much about G's story either. There's a lot of mystery. But uh, as we'll get into it, we kind of care about the mystery of G, and we don't yeah. really care about Nikali, the tragedy. Uh, so lots of potential just left on the floor. All right. So that was 12, 11, 10. Number nine, Rashid. Rashid has had been in you know center stage for a lot of this game. I think he's supposed to be the protagonist of this game. But... Uh, Eh? Mm -hmm. he's got a lot of his attention because he was uh, competitively viable in a way that just annoyed so many people. And it wasn't a good look. It was, oh, more Rashid. Oh, let's make a meme about how frustrating it is to play against Rashid. Oh, he can get out of the corner for free. His, he's just way overpowered in so many different ways. And, and all, of the, all of the talk around him was so much about the frustrations and the negatives. And he's been since toned down a decent bit, but... What do you have left? I mean, he's got a decently cool design. He can control the wind and such and neat. But ultimately, I think without his without his negativity in the in the competitive realm, there hasn't been much appreciation for him. So I think they could bring Rashid back and they could do some cool stuff with him. They could update him. Um, there's there's plenty there to still work with. Uh, but I also don't think if they never brought him back, it would be a huge issue for many people either. So he never, he didn't clock in as, as too high. I, I actually like Rashid's design and even his moves and other stuff. I just think they're a really bad fit for Street Fighter V. Like he does things in this game he should not kind of be able to do. And when he does them, they're very frustrating. But if they brought Rashid back for Street Fighter VI, I'd be like, okay, you know, make him really mobile and all that kind of stuff. That's interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. I wouldn't hate it, but I'm, you know, I'm not disagreeing with his placement either. It's just, this is where I put him. Yeah. Okay. So then number eight, Lucia. I wanted to put Lucia higher up, but I don't think that she's had a ton of pizzazz around her. Um, she's she's reasonably cool. She had a spark when she first came out because we were like, oh, okay, we know Honda. Oh, we're, we're happy to see Poison. Who's this new character? She's fiery. She sort of reminds us of Ken, but she's got this, you know, tied to Metro City. That's interesting. She's, she's explosive. 
Um, and I do think that, as I've said before, she is a secret top 10 character. I think she's really good, but people haven't realized that. And after she sort of got this stamp of she's not worth it, the, the, the herd moved on and she's still sort of there in a lot of ways. And you could bring her back. She's already in the Capcom universe as a, a final fight character. But especially with someone like that, I think they would like, here, let's test it and see what their special guest appearance does, how big of a splash that does. And we'll, we'll judge things based on that. And the splash wasn't there. So I don't think she's coming back. I don't think she's going to be used again. I don't see why Capcom would be motivated to do so because I don't think she has a massive fan base, at least not in the Street Fighter world. Because ultimately, unfortunately, she wasn't viewed as, as good enough or she was too hard to to reach those good parts of her game. And, and it wasn't until she was maybe updated to where she is now that she even was good. So all in all, I don't think she made the splash that she needed to to really have that much attention. We have heard rumors of a, a Final Fight remaster remake uh, from top to bottom, you know, maybe putting all three games and stuff in there. And then Lucia makes a lot more sense to include. Uh, it's Capcom. So these kind of games get canceled and stuff all the time or, you know delayed or whatever uh, lucia makes more sense in that context but without that game coming yeah she's yeah. yeah okay so that brings us to number seven ed ed has been on the upswing he's been bland he kind of started out as he was really cool in theory and then he came out and he was kind of like what what is this we're not so sure um, but one of the, the boxes that Capcom set up to check with Ed was to be a, an entryway for new players because like Falk, low uh, execution, relatively speaking. So it's like more inviting for people to come in. It's like you can do stuff and see it manifest on the screen a little more rapidly than having to learn all of the different kind of, like command inputs and such. And um, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. He wasn't good. But there was always this Ed might be where he needs to be now after this patch. And people had an interest in continuing to explore him. And now he's in a place where he's certainly not the best in the game, but I see Ed's fairly regularly. I've seen uh, firsthand someone pick up the game and, uh, and and with a decent amount of intent and a decent amount of longevity and use Ed and be like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted. And, and so I think that Capcom checked the box that they set out to check. It would have been nicer if they did that earlier. And I wish that they would have kept Ed's like more scrawny sort of stature and made him more about his abilities with like, you know, telekinesis and psycho power and such, as opposed to just being another buff brawly kind of character. But all that aside, there's been a decent amount of play. He's relatively intriguing and they hit the mark that they were trying to hit, even if it was a little bit delayed. So Ed gets up, you know, closer here to the middle of the pack. They could bring him back. I wouldn't lose any sleep if they didn't, but yeah, maybe. And maybe you can, you know, hash out a meaningful back and forth with Balrog, which is one of the big, um, early kind of draws toward Ed is like, oh, this also develops Balrog's character. And instead of just everything for him being about fight money and women and bourbon, it's like, oh, he has a meaningful relationship with this like sort of child sunlight character. And where is mm -hmm. that going? That'd be really cool. So there's a reason to bring Ed back, but also yeah, middle of the road. Um, number six, Zeku. Zeku was a really cool idea. The stance difference, uh, it, was, it was really neat. He's essentially two different characters, ties back to Guy in a very meaningful way. And, and Zeku was in the world of Street Fighter, I think back in the Alpha games, right? Like he was referenced in the uh, one of the endings or such. Yeah, he's and, in Guy's ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he ties into this overall story. He's got an awesome connection to Strider and the whole other Capcom IP. 
and uh and then there were little things like his his uh romance with Laura that the fans kind of took and such uh he did really well competitively you know you have the likes of um is it Angry Bird that played Zeku yes Angry Bird played Zeku and then also of course Infectious taking him to the top 8 at Evo some say Infectious even won Evo but that's up for debate um and uh because they put his name when when Bon Chan won, they accidentally oh. put Infectious's <laughs> okay. name. Gotcha. I've Love learned that I have to qualify yeah. all of my jokes, guys, because otherwise you don't you think I wasn't telling a joke. God. <laughs> it's its own thing. Um. Anyway, so Zeku, he's he's cool. Uh, I say bring him back. I'd like to see more Zeku. I would be interested to see what they do with him, especially if they maintain this old and young. Maybe they could do a similar sort of thing where he's got two modes, but instead of it being old and young, they do some other direction. So it's the same idea, but they play with that part of the character. There's a lot they could do with him. I think he's got a good amount of charisma. So. He comes in at number six. Yeah, it's, there's a whole time travel mechanic, and he is apparently another time travel character. I guess that's what he's doing. I have... He's it's Capcom's yeah, it's Capcom's explanations for stuff, so who knows? But we know that time travel is going to be a part of Street Fighter VI, so here we go, you know, kind of thing. Maybe maybe he has actually tied in with that. Mm -hmm. Number five, Abigail. Abigail was not an easy character to make work in this game because he's massive so he's already very different from everybody else and you can do that but like we've seen before you give a character something that's that different and you put him in this you know pond with all these other characters and they're either going to float to the very top which he absolutely did at one point or sink to the very bottom and ultimately i think they've capcom's figured out a pretty good way of, of keeping abigail relevant fun to play and not ridiculously overpowered or underpowered and i am mm -hmm. impressed by that uh you see a lot of people using him he's had certainly a competitive presence and even outside of when it was season three and he was broken um we've still seen people playing him and gravitate towards him so ultimately i think that he adds a very specific and different unique flavor to the roster they handled him relatively well and i think people are happy to see him um, he's got some quirks about him that are interesting. He's giant and, and you know, silly. And, and I mean, I know you're not a huge fan of his story. Or that's not the most developed part of him. But as a character, I think they could bring him back. And I think that there are parts of him where we're like, yeah, okay, bring him back. Make him a big body. So you got to you gotta have him, you know, operate in that kind of space. But we're willing to see how you evolve this character, how you use him in a future Street Fighter game, and how he works with the rest of the roster. Again, no easy feat to make some when this different work but they did it here and i'm proud of them for that and uh and i would be happy to see him come back yeah he, he's a, like uh like, like hugo or some of the other big body characters we've seen he's got a nice place in the street fighter lore they did a pretty good job with him and as you said hard to do and if you pull off a, a high difficulty character like him and you make him compelling that's good so i, mm -hmm. I would not mind seeing abigail back in the future right on number four laura laura i initially had actually lower but you know what she's she's such a waifu to a lot of people and that was true right out of the gate and maybe that's the that's been the main reason that she's had <laughs> as much charisma as she's had because she's beautiful and such and we gamers like our waifus uh she's been fairly frustrating competitively speaking and i'd say that for both laura players and those of us that play against her because the things that she's good at are frustrating to lose to but she's not she hasn't been a wildly overpowered character. She had some BS in season two with that knee. And then of course her robbery V trigger, but it hasn't been to, uh, you know, to the degree that others have been, especially since she was toned down. Uh, 
Idom has entertained us very thoroughly with Laura, with his competitive ability, and he's shown like a nuanced approach that not a lot of other people have been able to achieve with that character. So that tells me that she's a little more deep than I might give her credit for. Also, at the same time, she has what it takes to get to like the end of Capcom Cup. So maybe she's really good. Um, I've always subscribed to the idea that Laura has what it takes because of that kind of goofy robbery V-trigger. But she is a waifu. She's a decent grappler. She's got a kind of a cool connection back to Third Strike through Sean because she's his sister. And uh, I could take it or leave it if Laura ever came back. But I think that if you just never brought Laura again, you'd have some people that were pretty upset about that. So she could come back and she could do some damage in, in a good way in future Street Fighter titles. So I think she's ultimately a pretty good character. Colleen, number three. Colleen, um, she's she's waifu, not quite to the point that, that Laura is, but she's there. She kind of came out and we weren't really sure what to think of her. She's sort of different and weird, but as soon as people put the pieces together, she became, competitively speaking, a tour de force and, and it continues to be. She's not the most popular, but she's decently popular. And uh, I think it's how frequently I see her, both competitively and when I'm like just, you know, playing ranked and such. Um, ultimately that she's a character that she's not amazing in any one category as far as I can tell, but she's got like B pluses across the board. And so where Laura might have like a super A plus and then like, you know, a couple of C's, um, Colleen's B pluses across the board still amount to a little bit more than that in my book. And, and this was not like the most, like, I wasn't like Colleen has to be number three overall. I could be argued with in this, but like eh, where things shook out ultimately, um, you could definitely bring her back, you definitely bring her back. And, um, and, and I almost think that it would be not the greatest not to bring her back. So with all that in mind, number three, does that sit with you though? Yeah, no, it's a uh, Colleen's, I love her moveset. It's um it's a very diverse moveset that Capcom gave her with you know the the ice hails that come on your head the counters and then kind of how she plays, she's a very interesting kind of footsie character and she falls into that you know we in the FGC we typically love our footsie characters quite a bit and to give her as interesting of a moveset as you did and make her based around that it's it's a pretty big win and I'd be I'd be kind of upset especially we know the game is going towards third strike not to have Colleen back it's like. She's got a really good place here in the um, in the lore and everything, and she should be up there. Well, we've made it to our top two, and we only have super frustrating characters left. <laughs> <laughs> you show my 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 discipline by not just saying oh, I don't like playing against these characters. So meh, I still put them in my top two, huh? <laughs> Number two overall, and I went back and forth with uh, with these for a while, but ultimately this is where I'm at. This is how I'm feeling right now. So this is what the uh, list is. Number two is G. G is, uh, I don't, G is very interesting. Okay, we started with a lot of charisma and intrigue. His his release at Capcom, or I'm sorry, his release at Evo with the voice actor dressing up like him, with this like national treasure, kind of like give a bunch of different, you know, influencers, these pieces of a puzzle that we put together, looks sort of like the Declaration of Independence sort of a thing. That was interesting. It was cool. He comes out. He's got a very fun style to play. I will say that. It's fun to do G things, you know, when they work out. Not so much in terms of when you're receiving them, but that has been reasonably attended to. His level up system is not brand new, but it was a cool addition that I think not many other characters really have in this game. It was a nice, you know, kind of gave a little spice to the roster. 
and um, he's really intriguing for the story. We mm. are, he's now the, as we said earlier, he's the the main antagonist, I guess, like the boss of Street Fighter V in a certain sense, although we don't have like any information on him. We know he's got this weird connection to the planet and that he's, maybe he's like an alien, I don't know. He's got this weird power, it, like what's his connection to Q? They seem very similar. Um, but the point is we care. We want to know when this kind of stuff comes up. It's like, what is that? Like, where, where, where are we going with this? And I assume we have to go to Street Fighter Six to get some more answers. I'm also not holding my breath because it's Capcom and answers in the story are never a guarantee. But we might, and I'm looking forward to it. So as much as I've complained, and I think rightly so, about some of G's offensive abilities, ultimately he's a character that now... People are like, yeah, this is cool. I'll have him back. I want to see what happens. I want to see what his story is. Um, and, and ultimately, he's a good, again, like product or part of a product that they can use to make a product better. So I think they set themselves up pretty well with G. And then that, of course, just leaves Minot, your old main, mm. as, uh, as number one. Minot is not the most popular character. People do not really play her. But if Jury was number one for Street Fighter Four, it's certainly because people just love her as a character they love her personality they love watching her they love drawing her they love thinking about her you know they love coming up with different costumes that she might be in they're just like this is a character that i can for whatever reason identify with and i am intrigued by and i appreciate and that might be the most powerful thing that you can have when it comes to being a good new addition to the franchise because you know you might be overpowered in one game and you might not be overpowered in another game, but if people like you, they want to see you like that kind of supersedes or that, that, um, you know, prioritizes over your ability in the game. And so while Minot's hard to play and at one point she was a lot more popular, I think because she was just so good with that V trigger, although it's super hard to use it. So who knows, at least competitively speaking, she was a lot more popular. Um, all that said, though, I think people love Minot, and I think that if you didn't have her ever again, it would be a, a sin now. So with that in mind, it's like <laughs> people love their waifus, man, and and yep. and yeah. So Minot it's, wins. Minot's popularity is so good that Mac on Always Sunny in Philadelphia, before she was even announced as a character in Street Fighter V, he had a shirt with Minot on it. We'll show it up here on here, and it, it looks exactly like her, I think. I think it's a shirt. So that's how popular Minot is. She was popular before she was even created. So It's like there was something, <laughs> something the future. Yeah, there Anyways, you go. Anyways, uh, those are the Street Fighter V new mm. characters, newly, um, and I didn't include Akira because she is a, actually an old character that has appeared in a fighting game before. I know there was some contention about Poison being the last grouping. You know what? I chose to put Poison in the last grouping. Um, and uh, for, for Street Fighter 4, her being uh, the first time she was in a Street Fighter game. Whatever. John, that this is my. These are my rules. You can John, make your own in the comments. And yeah. yes. I'm, oh, no. I just I, I want to preemptively say what the commenters are going to say. You are the worst person alive for putting Poison in your last list. So just, you know, be ready for that. And, and there you go. Thanks. Well, <laughs> you guys have a good rest of your day. I'll see you next week. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, that's going to wrap us up there for this week of the Eventless Podcast. Once again, you all, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate our listeners out there, and we will be back with you soon. See you.